Merry meeting, blessed be. Welcome one and all to the Spiral Dance. Come to show activity upon this winter time. Activity of youth, activity of age. Such activity as you've never seen on stage. Though some of us be little and some of a middle sort, we all desire your favor to see our pleasant sport. On a winter's night with the name asleep Put on your Elvis cape and delve into the deep There's a presence there longing for a voice Maybe an ancestor or the shadow of James Joyce For the night's a soulful belly This has always been believed when you stop to think of it, it's when most folks were conceived. And all the promises implicit at your birth become attainable if you give the dark its worth. So all praise the night, the night. Some will call you vampire, some will say you're morose. But there's more creative energy when everyone else is comatose. And if you're feeling lonely, you can always call LA. Why wait for East Coast friends and the garish light of day? Listen, knit a sweater for your dog. Write a poem for a girl Read a self-improvement book then Drink till you hurl So much to contemplate Oh, so many things to do The night is full of mystery, yes And one of them is you 
so all praise the night the night's alright with me for the night can unify what the day put awry Laugh at all your broken dreams Map them out in a starry sky And the world will be a better place If you befriend the moon It takes a kind of discipline To stay in bed till noon Oh, all praise day came and the year died and everywhere down the centuries of the snow white world came people singing dancing to drive the dark away they lighted candles in the winter trees they hung their homes with evergreen they burned beseeching fires all night long to keep the year alive and when the new day's sunshine blazed awake, they shouted, reveling. Through all the frosty ages, you can hear them echoing behind us. Listen. All the long echoes sing the same delight this shortest day as promise wakens in the sleeping land they carol, feast, give thanks, and dearly love their friends. The night is cold and oh so long, for the lady has grown old and the god has long since died. But I learn there's reason for hope, for there is a newly born child. The Lord of the Sun has returned. O power of air, I seek the newborn child. Is he within your realm? The powers of air answer, follow the star to the hidden cave. O powers of fire, I seek the newborn child. Is he within your realm? The powers of fire answer, follow the star to the hidden cave. O powers of water, I seek the newborn child. Is he within your realm? The powers of water answer, follow the star to the hidden cave. O powers of earth, I seek the newborn child. Is he within your realm? The powers of earth answer, follow the star to the hidden cave. I have searched everywhere for the newborn child, yet I have found him not. Behold, the great mother speaks words of wisdom. Seek the holy child of light within the hidden cave of your heart. Forever is he there and not without. I have now found the newborn child. He lives within me and will soon reawaken the earth. All praise and honor the Lord of light. All praise and honor the lady and her consort. So mote it be. Here come I, old Father Christmas. Welcome or welcome not. I hope old Father Christmas will never be forgot. Christmas comes but once a year, but when it comes, it brings good cheer. Roast beef, plum pudding, strong ale, and mince pie. Oh, who likes that any better than I? Good health, love, and peace be all here in this place. 
And welcome to our Yule special. I'm Hawthorne. Yule is a time to set aside animosity between yourself and people with whom you don't normally get along. The Norsemen had a tradition that enemies who met under a bow of mistletoe were obligated to lay down their arms. This is a time to set aside your differences and ponder this devotional. Beneath the tree of light and life, a blessing for this season of Yule to all that sit at my hearth. Today we are brothers, we are family, and I drink to your health. Today is a day to offer hospitality to all that cross my threshold in the name of the season. At Yuletide, the wheel of the year seems to halt while darkness reigns before the return of the sun. In seasonal terms, it's the darkest hour before the dawn. At Yule, the German tradition honors the sky goddess Holda. In one of her stories, Holda combed her golden hair to make the sun shine. In another story, when she washed her linens, it would rain. Smoke from her fire is said to be the source of fog, and when she shook her feathered quilts, it snowed. As the Divine Mother Goddess, Holda taught her people to spin and weave cloth. Hans Christian Andersen used Holda as the basis for his character, the Snow Queen, from the tale of the same name. The Snow Queen, the personification of the frozen, dangerous winter, is very beautiful, but her kisses had the effect of freezing. Her soldiers, her servants, and her clothing were all made of snowflakes, and her throne rested on a frozen lake. The Snow Queen was neither good nor evil, but she was deadly, and she needed to be respected. Holda also became the crown figure in the Grimm's Brothers' fairy tale, Mother Hole. In that story, a virtuous young woman falls down a well while trying to retrieve her spinning wheel. Instead of treading water at the bottom of the well, the girl found herself in a rural landscape much like her home, and there she encountered Mother Hole, an old woman with matted gray hair and large teeth. The girl worked diligently for the old woman, and at the end, she was rewarded. When the hard-working girl returned home, she was covered in gold. The girl's sister tried her luck with Mother Hole, but because that girl was lazy and selfish, she was punished, and she returned home not covered in gold, but covered with pitch that could not be washed off. The legends contain the same common threads, specifically Hole's influence over the weather and her interest in domestic arts. The spinning wheel is Holda's symbol, and spinning and weaving are her special province. By this, she is a goddess of fate, the fabric by which the gods weave us and weave our lives. To honor Holda at this season of Yule, no wheels were used at this time of the year. Or as the saying goes, from Yule to New Year's Day, neither wheel nor windlass must go round. The idea being that as the sun seems to stand still at Yule, so we cease the movement of our own wheels, the churning of our lives. 
once the wheel turns anew on New Year's Day, so we begin again. Yule is Holda's feast day. Honor her by stilling your life on the one day when the sun stands still. Our story begins in winter-hardened lands, Scandinavia, among their ancient gods, the Aesir. And it concerns the most beloved god of them all, Baldur, the beautiful, radiant bringer of mercy and kindness. So innocent and full of love is Balder that he gives off light. He is shining, shining. His only home is in a place called Widely Brilliant, where no wrongs, no injustice can ever exist. And his brow, his bright hair, they are as white and as soft as the chamomile flower that he always carries. When Balder had reached the height of his powers, wisest, most beloved of the Aesir, a shadow fell over him in the form of dark dreams that would not leave. Night after night he would fall asleep and come under their spell, 
these terrible visions. He would wake, startled, his heart beating so fast. But he could never remember what he had seen, only that now he felt so sad and strangely troubled. At last came a dream so terrible, he was afraid he couldn't hold the trouble of it in. So he went in search of his mother, Frigga, to see if she could help him to understand and lift the sorrow from his heart. Spinning she was when he found her, gently spinning in her cloud-bright chambers of Fenselier. And beside her, wide-brimmed hat pulled low over his sightless eye. It was his father, Odin, chief of the Aesir. Mother, my son, why is there such sorrow on your brow? Oh, I have a shadow in my heart. Well, take it out. Let me see it. No, I'm afraid if I do, it will harm others. Let me touch it, then. She reached out her hand. My son, the shadow, it is the shadow of death. How can this be? said All-Father Odin, one-eyed magician. Our son is one of the immortals. There is no place for him in Hela's kingdom of death. I would gain more knowledge of this. There once lived a prophetess, a Vala, who while she was alive could see all ways into the future. She is buried now near death's door, and when these ancient runes awaken her, she is bound to answer one question true. So, on Slipnir, his swift eight-legged steed, he journeyed north and down steep, shearing ways, until at last he came to that desolate kingdom of eternal night. But when he gazed across the churning river that separates the living from the dead, what he saw in Hellas kingdom filled him with uneasiness. For a great high throne, fit for a god, was being draped with costly tapestries. And mead, precious mead, drink of the living gods, was bubbling in those hellish cauldrons. He swiftly found the raised mound, the frozen grave of the Vala, and began to recite the mournful runes that wake the dead. Three times he chanted, and under the earth, the Vala began to shift and turn, and then sat bolt upright. Oh, calls me from my grave. So that I am dew-frozen, drenched by hail. Speak, ask what you will, for I am sinking fast. I would know for whom Hela is preparing a great high throne. Hela is preparing the way for Balder, the beloved, to enter her kingdom. This cannot be. Balder is one of the immortals. It is. It shall be. I would know how can this be prevented. You would know too much. One true answer is all your runes can demand. I know you, all Father Odin. You never cared for me. Save your breath. For the mournful wails that will greet your son's passing. And the Vala sank back into her grave. When Odin returned, he found everyone assembled in the council halls of Gladsheim, uneasy even before his dark news. 
But Frigga was undaunted. My son shall not die, and this is how I will prevent it. I will journey through all the nine worlds and gather an oath from everything that it will in no way harm my son. And so, dressed in royal raiment, Frigga journeyed far, and from each she took an oath. Fire swore, and water, each metal, every kind of wood. She took a promise from plants and from every disease. She did not return until all had sworn. Now that you have your oaths, said Hermit, also known as the Bold, we should put them to the test. Before anyone could stop him, he picked up a battle axe and hurled it spinning at Baldur's back. But metal and wood withheld their power, and before the axe even touched the god, it dropped, harmless at his feet. Then a mighty shout of joy arose from the ice ear. Baldur, whom they loved, was safe. Each one wanted to be the first to try out their favorite weapons. So lifting Balder up onto their shoulders, they all trooped down to the Peastead, their gaming grounds where they practiced skill in war. For the rest of the day, they took turns making their deadliest attacks, while in the midst of it all stood Balder, radiant, shining, as around him fell useless every kind of weapon, God or man can devise. But there are some who don't like good times, some whose feelings twist when they see unvarnished joy. Among the Azir, that one has a name, Loki, the clever but dissatisfied god of mischief. When Loki slunk onto the peastead and saw everyone enjoying themselves, ooh, it began to eat at him. Mm, how is it that Balder is not harmed by any of these weapons? Pain! It is something we all must endure. I know I have my share. Pain is educational. Pain makes the world go round. Who has brought about this unnatural state of affairs that weapons should be hurled and no harm felt? Not one pinch! He sidled over to Baldur's blind brother, Hod, who was standing to the side. Hod, you're not doing anything. Why don't you answer a question? How is it that your brother is not harmed by any of these weapons? Frigga, our mother, has arranged it. It was Frigga, was it? Ah, Frigga, 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 Frigga. I think I will pay a visit to Frigga. <laughs> Goodbye, Hod. Don't work too hard. <laughs> and transforming himself into an old woman, he hobbled off toward the halls of Fenselir. Knock, knock, knock. Hello. May I come in? I've traveled the long road and I'm very weary. Of course you may come in. All are welcome here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thanks. <sighs> you know, I've just seen the most disturbing thing. I just saw all the gods gathered on a plane and they were all throwing their weapons at this poor defenseless god. I've never seen anything so awful in all the nine worlds. Oh, you needn't be concerned. The one in the center was my son Balder, and he was not harmed in any way. Not harmed? With all those big boulders and spears being thrown at him? No, you see, 
I've taken an oath from everything that they will in no way harm my son. Oh, an oath isn't that clever as an oath. Well, I would imagine that in order to do that, you must have had to travel through all the nine worlds. I traveled everywhere, and from each, I took an oath. Oh, you must be exhausted. <laughs> well, I hope you didn't forget anything, like teeth or claws of animals, or, or what about diseases? They might swear, but they could be treacherous. You're a stranger here, so perhaps you do not understand. All love, my son. There will be no treachery in those oaths. <laughs> Well, I hope you didn't forget anything, including anything on this table. A pinch of salt, a biscuit, a smile. I took an oath from everything, except... Yes? Except the little mistletoe bush that grows west of Valhalla. It seemed too young to give an oath. Oh, yes, I'm sure it was. The young and innocent must be left in their pure state. <laughs> oh, my, how the light is fading. I really must be on my way. Thank you for the tea and the um, biscuits. <laughs> you've given me the time of day. Oh, yes, you've given me conversation and cookies. Goodbye. The old woman hobbled to the door, but once outside transformed into Loki! <laughs> Too young to give an oath to Frigga, but old enough for Loki's work. Sliding on his magic shoes that speed through all encumbrances, he raced west to find the mistletoe. <laughs> it's going to be a wonderful day in the neighborhood, a wonderful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> Little mistletoe bush, there you are. Come to Loki. I'm just going to pull you up out of the ground. Come on now, this won't hurt a bit. I'm just going to pull you up. There you are, little mistletoe. Oh, your roots are dangling. Let's cut them off. You don't need them, no. You are going to be traveling Loki Express. <laughs> Here we go, little mistletoe bush. Here we go to the peace stand. La, 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 la. Oh, you don't need those extra branches either, those leaves. No, all you need is this strong stem. And you need a point. A nice, sharp point. <laughs> You're going to bring my love to Balder. Yes, you will. Just a little bit sharper. Oh, mistletoe, do you hear all that laughter on the peace stead? <laughs> Soon it's going to change to weeping. Sharper. Oh, look, there comes Mother Frigga coming to see her son Balder triumph. Well, perhaps we can help another son triumph. Ha <laughs> ha! Why are you standing here all by yourself, not taking part in any of the fun? Loki. You know I can't see to throw anything. Oh, isn't that too bad? That must make you feel sort of jealous, left out, resentful, all of the above. Nobody cares about you hard, but I do. I do. Now open up your hand. I'm just going to put this little dart into it. That's right, just a little dart. Now close your fist around it. That's right, hard. Pull back your arm. Pull back your strong arm. You can take part. I'll guide your hand and throw it at your brother. The mistletoe dart flew through the air. It pierced Baldur's chest and went deep into his heart. And the god of light collapsed lifeless. The dark dream had come true. No one spoke. No one moved until Frigga, cradling her son's lifeless body, began to weep. And as the mother's tears fell and fell, where they touched the mistletoe, they became white berries on the barren twig. What is it, mother? 
Is that you? Why are you crying? Oh, heart. You have slain your brother Balder. No! He was free of harm from all things, all but one. The mistletoe. I didn't know. It was Loki who put it into my hand. Loki, everyone said. So it was Loki. But Loki had vanished from the peace dead. Baldur's body was raised up and carried down to the shore to the funeral ship, for the best and the beautiful had been taken. And there was no answer to their grief, for the one who brought comfort and light was gone. Still, Frigga would not give in. Nine days, nine nights, till at last he came to that kingdom of eternal night. There he was halted by the skeletal figure who guards the thread-like bridge to Hela's kingdom. Who rides this way? Yesterday five companies passed. They made not so much noise as you on that spider-gated steed. Why ridest thou this way? I am Hermod, messenger of the Aesir. I seek Balder. Went he this way? Balder is already within Hela's kingdom. You may cross this bridge, messenger, but Hellgate is locked and so high you can never hope to ever span it. Hermit bowed low over sleep near and galloped full down that thread-like bridge, full towards shearing Hellgate, and at the last moment sleep near leapt. And it was because of the eight-legged that he landed within death's kingdom. All was silence and whisper as Hermit made his way down dark passageways, drawn by a faint light in a central room. And when he entered that room, there was Bob, beautiful. Grim Hela appeared, crouching forward. Hermit! Silver-tongued messenger of the Aesir, what brings you to this kingdom designed for mortals? Hela, I have come to plead for one who is much missed among the Aesir. I mean Balder, who belongs among us and whom we cannot live without. Cannot live without. I am not sure Balder is as beloved as you would have me believe, but we shall put it to the test. Since hatred and malice brought about his end, then let all things give up their long-standing grievances and dark thoughts in exchange for his return. If all will give up their petty hatreds and their memories of past wrongs and forgive, forgive, then Hela shall not hold Balder back. Fleet Hermit returned with that message for the gods and Frigga stood, filled of relief. I will be the first to open my heart for my son's return. And as a symbol of this, 
this mistletoe twig that has slain my son, I raise up to a special place of honor. No longer shall it grow out of the ground, but it shall be supported by the great oak, suspended between heaven and earth. And I name it all heal. And whoever meets beneath it, be they enemy, be they friend, they shall embrace and forgive and open their hearts one to the other. That custom traveled as far south as Rome, where they say that if warring enemies met underneath the mistletoe, they laid their weapons down. And at solstice time in northern lands, mistletoe was hung upon the door as a sign that past wrongs had been forgiven, and all within were ready to greet the sun's return with an open heart. them with tenderness and love. 
It was a time of joy. It was a time of great delight. The moon waxed and waned time and again in the night sky, and the children of the earth grew well and strong through summertime. They played and danced, and earth and sun watched over them. Then autumn came, and the earth began to sleep much longer every day. She grew tired and pale. She could no longer feed her children and had no strength to grow new life. High above, the sun grew distant and took longer to return each morn. The nights grew longer and cold winds blew where none had blown before. And then, one day, Earth went to sleep and never did wake up. She wrapped herself in a blanket of snow and rested her tired head on pillows of dried leaves, and she did not wake up. Her children could do nothing to rouse her from her slumber. They prodded her, they called to her, but she would not awaken. In the sky, the sun was nowhere to be seen, and the children of the earth felt fear and also felt despair. This was the longest night that they had ever known. What shall become of us, they pondered. Earth mother sleeps, and father son is oh so far away that we can barely see him in the sky. He is much too far to hear our call. What shall we do? So, they brought their questions and their fears to the moon, the sister of the sun, for they knew not where else to turn. She closed her eyes and took a slow, deep breath and looked within herself and awoke thoughts that had never been awakened until then. She opened her soft eyes and said, When hope is lost, the best way to get it back is with a song. Climb you the tallest trees, the biggest hills, the highest mountains, and yule a song to reach the sun. Now yule is a word from one of the most ancient tongues. It is related to words like yell or yodel, and it means to call out in a song. But the first beings had never heard a song. So once again, they sought the moon's advice. How shall we yule? they asked. How shall we sing a song? Take the best of what you have, she said. The best of what you are. Take what you love. Take what you cherish most. Take your joys your dreams, your fondest hopes, and weave them all together in a sound. And so they did. They climbed atop the tallest trees, the mountains and the hills. They stood in all the places that would bring them closest to the sun. They shut their eyes and thought and felt the best of thoughts and feelings and dreamt the finest dreams. And, as they did, their voices rang and made a bridge of song across the sky to reach the distant sun. He heard, and turned, and smiled, and wrapped himself in all his light and warmth, and sped to where the yuling voices called. As he drew near, the sleeping earth did stir, dreamed a dream of spring. The wheel of life made its first round, and hope and joy prevailed. And ever since, that time of year has been called Yule, in honor of the song. But the first song did not end. It had such power, 
such eldritch allure that the first beings kept singing it throughout. And then the second beings born of the earth took up the song, as did the third. And so it ever since has gone, through seasons and through years, until this very day. At times, the song is very soft, and scarcely can be heard above the din and clatter of our lives. But when Yule comes, it rises and it swells in memory of that night when the sun heard, and light and life were spared. And so do we, upon this longest night, gather with those we love and who love us, and stand upon the body of slumbering earth, and light the log with last year's coal, and lift our voices soaring to the sun, and join the song that first was sung so very long ago. We sing our thanks to those who went before, and sing our fondest wish to those who come behind. We bask in the returning light of reawakened hope, and welcome Yule.
I salute you. There is nothing I can give you which you have not. But there is much that while I cannot give, you can take. No heaven can come to us unless our hearts find rest in it today. Take heaven. No peace lies in the future which is not hidden in this present instant. Take peace. The gloom of the world is but a shadow. Behind it, yet within our reach, is joy. Take joy. And so at this Christmas time, I greet you with the prayer that for you, now and forever, the day breaks and the shadows Away. I'd like to fix this bag of tricks and hand them out with a fleeting greeting. Smiles for the frowners, salutes to the uppers, boosts for the downers. May the day be the bowl of cherries. And to all the merriest, hope you swing During the season, hope the days go great Hope you find plenty of reason The whole year long to celebrate Sun for the mopers, a laugh for the criers Luck to the hopers, to the strange and the ordinariest Meet to you the merriest For the musers, a cheer for the winners, breaks for the losers, to the beats and the debonairies. Greetings like the merriest, hope there's oil under your rose vine, hope you get that raise, hope you hope everything goes fine the next 300 and some odd days. Friends for the loners, a song for the singers, grins. Nothing can compare, yes Have the most, the merriest Have the most, the merriest Okay, June Christie right there Wishing you the merriest Whether you end on a minor chord or not we also heard the Revels with Fra Giovanni. Uh, Jethro Tull is in there with Ring Out Solstice, Ring Out Solstice Bells. A couple spoken word pieces. Um, the first one was Diane Edgecombe with Balder and the Mistletoe. And we heard from Mother Tongue doing the first song. And in between, we had Diane Edgecombe singing the song, Lay Down Your Burden. Now it's time for this week's Spiral Dance Spell of the Week. And this week's Spiral Dance Spell of the Week is for, of course... Thursday, the 21st of December. This is called the Thin Veil Spell. The winter solstice marks the beginning of the returning of the sun. It's the shortest day and the longest night. In pre-Celtic Ireland, a wonderful ancient tomb and fairy mound called Brug na Boin, located near modern Newgrange, contained a passageway which was aligned with the sun on the winter solstice. On this day, sunlight streamed into the back of the sacred site. Like other sacred days, the winter solstice is a time when the veil between the worlds is thin and contact with the gods may be auspicious. A ritual sleep or vision quest prior to the solstice ceremony may bring you visions of what is to grow in your life. So before bed, recite these words inspired by the Scottish lullaby of the snow until you fall asleep. Cold, cold this night, lasting this night my sleep my eyes closed, my sleep is heavy, bring visions of my soul to me. 
Okay, that was offered by Sharon Nick Maka. It appeared in the 2006 Witches Spell Day Almanac. So sleep yourself on the solstice. Send me an email, radiohawthorne at yahoo.com. We must be gone. We stay no longer here. We wish you all, both great and small, a happy, bright new year.
Okay, Wayne Newton right there with Jingle Bell Rock. And that's going to do for me for this week. I hope that you have a very pleasant Yule, whatever you're doing. And um, I'll be back next week. It might be a little late, but um, till then, merry part, till merry meet again, blessed be.